0: This is Invite to Game Night, a podcast for the hospitable board game lover or anyone desiring to curate a richer board game experience. My name is Alexis Harrison,
1: and I'm Gordy Harrison.
0: And we invite you to join us as we explore together what makes board gaming wonderful.
1: Welcome to the table. This is our very first episode of Invite to Game Night. I'm Gordie Harrison
0: and I'm Alexis Harrison.
1: We're so excited to have you join us today. We want to take some time today to introduce ourselves and to talk about where we want to go with this podcast. Well, I'll start with a little bit about myself. I was born in Saskatchewan, moved to British Columbia when I was fairly young and have spent most of the years of my life here. Certainly the the best years of my life. Um, Our wedding, meeting you, not necessarily in that order. Um, did most of my schooling here. did um, chemistry and philosophy as a double major in university. Uh, we moved down to the States where our daughter was born. We moved back up here where our son was born. And even though I trained as a, a high school teacher in the States, uh, up here, I'm the, the gym director at a gymnastics facility here. Alexis, a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, um, I, was, I was born in Oregon. I moved up to British Columbia when I was pretty young. Um, Gordy and I met each other here in BC when we were about eight, so we've known each other for quite a long time. Um, I am a speech-language pathologist, currently at home with our three-year-old and three-month-old. Um, but, um, yeah, home a lot, especially during COVID with our, our two littles.
1: Now, board games have featured, uh, quite prominently in, in our life and certainly in our life together. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: our earliest interactions would have included board games.
0: Yeah, I think probably as young as, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that.
1: Yeah, and so I, I had a, a shelf of board games in my house. No, not true. It was a trunk, a
0: okay. trunk
1: of board games. And we had a,
0: a closet under the stairs.
1: Well, and yeah, yours yours was the impressive one in, in some ways. So our, our trunk, uh, I can remember even as young, like, while still living in Saskatchewan, pulling out Clue to play with mm, my yeah. much older cousins, or Monopoly Junior, um, playing with, with my family. That's probably the first one that I remember. But certainly meeting you um, and coming over in your board game closet Risk Star Wars risk. That was good. That's, that's the one that I, I remember thinking, oh, that's cool. I want to play that. Now, I, I will say... Um, the farm game. Actually, the not a bad game. game.
0: Yeah. The farming game. Classic.
1: And, I mean, I still enjoy Scotland Yard.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Kind of the, the hidden movement. Um, you're having to spend resources to, to move and you have different, different, you know, ways of moving. Not, not a bad game.
0: Yeah, no, very true. Very true. But let's fast forward a little bit. Um, we really started to get into board games just before or just after we got married. I'd say just before we were doing a lot of, like, scattergories, bananagrams.
1: Yeah, well, if if we back up... Definitely
0: some light games.
1: if, If we back up a little bit, so, like, before we started dating, kind of our, you know... Last few years of high school, um, if I remember right, you loaned Settlers of Catan to my family. Right. Um, my family loved it. We bought a couple expansions, um, played it lots and lots and lots and lots. Um, and then kind of the next thing really was, I think I I bought... Um, a copy of munchkin
0: yeah and then you started to get all the expansions oh yeah and i guess i kind of branched out a little bit and had my own board gaming circle with um some people in university and we did like betrayal at house on the hill mm, yeah that was a favorite um also did quite a bit of munchkin with them um and then a few like lighter games i remember doing um one called curses that was always fun
1: now I was trying to remember why why would I have bought Munchkin you know to go from Settlers of Catan to Munchkin, um, and that just made me think oh right, there was a good few years where I played a lot of D and D a lot of Pathfinder, um, those first few years of university kind of living with uh, with my roommates, um, his dad would uh, DM or GM for us, um, we had a pretty big group.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. I remember actually. A little bit earlier in my um, uh, years in Texas, I was introduced to Munchkin, um, wasn't given a super clear explanation of the rules, so I remember being like, what is this, and finding it very confusing. Um, I've since learned that is, that is not the case of that game, it is not highly confusing, um, but I think I was a little turned off from it initially, because it just seemed like this weird convoluted game.
1: Yeah, um, and
0: then you got a copy for whatever reason, and we we really got into that for a while. That was kind of like the game in our circles for a bit.
1: Oh yeah, I remember pulling it out on the uh, the lawn, waiting for the Canada Day fireworks to go off. <laughs> um, like we had some some friends from Australia that we were playing it yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think what really you know where where it really turned for us, I think was pretty much when we got married, I guess, because we'd kind of had some friends, some board game friends mm-hmm. um, and I'd played maybe seven Wonders with them once uh, that that kind of thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they for our wedding, I think, gave us a copy of Chinatown, yeah, and I remember him saying as they gave us the copy like oh this game I'm you know I've been really wanting to play this game because this board game reviewer gave it a really high rating and then now it's been so hard to find Um, but I guess they just reprinted it and for me that kind of stuck out like what there's such thing as board game reviewers
0: yeah yeah well and then we also got smash up as a wedding gift
1: Right.
0: So our collection doubled from our wedding, pretty much, (laughs) because we had very few games before that.
1: Yeah. And then I think shortly after that, uh, because we were getting more and more into games, you know, one of your early presents to me was uh, was Splendor. And that is a well-worn box.
0: Yeah. Oh, that game got played a lot in its early years. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so I think I think that kind of captures where where we took off in our our love of board games. Well,
1: certainly our start. I mean, I think at that time we we both kind of would have been content with kind of those three games and that's just kind of playing them around. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'd I'd point to our time in Washington, uh, moved to a small town there. Uh, but made friends with an, another couple who were actual board game players, um, and I, I say that because they had a shelf full of board games. Like we walk into their we were their house,
0: awed by it.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and like this guy, he just he knew about board games that were being released, and he'd been to uh, board game conventions. I mentioned. Um, Munchkin and, uh, he, uh, what's, what's, um, what's the designer's name for Munchkin?
0: Uh, Steve Jackson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that one of, one of this guy's comments was, oh, Steve Jackson. Yeah. Funny guy. I met him once.
0: Right. Didn't he actually like play a game with him or something? I think so. We have this friend to thank for putting us on to the world of buying board games online which took oh. us down a dark hole, like Miniature Market and some of the other online stores in the yeah. U.S. Um, because where we lived didn't actually have a board game store. We're definitely in favor of, you know, supporting your local board game store, but in this small town, there was no board game store. So this is where we went to for many, many board games.
1: But that's, that's kind of our board games. I think we hit our first hundred board games when, while we lived there, uh, came back, and we've not slowed down.
0: Nope, nope. Our major problem at the moment is where to put the games that we buy.
1: And when to play them. I mean, we've, we've got our challenges that we, we set ourselves. We use uh, BG stats to track our plays, mostly just to be able to say, like, oh, it's been this long since we played this, or we've played this this many times. Um, but nice feature on that gives us challenges. Like we've got our, every month we want to play five different games, five times each. Uh, we also want to have one unique game for every day of the month.
0: Yeah. Justify (laughs) owning and buying as many games as we do, making sure we actually play them frequently.
1: So let's talk a little bit about, you know why we're doing this podcast. What? Where do we see it going? Um, I think. Well, why why don't you give us your thoughts on it first?
0: Sure. Well, we've we've talked about doing something like this for a long time. Whether that be a YouTube channel, I think podcast is a little bit of a newer idea as they've gotten a little more popular the past couple of years, um, but. I think we wanted to you know, take this treasure trove of games that we have and do a little bit more with them and share our, our thoughts about board games because we play board games a lot and we talk about board games a lot.
1: And we think about board games a lot.
0: <laughs> that too. Um,
1: but I, I think from pretty early on we were pretty clear in our minds we didn't want to be board game reviewers. No,
0: there's lots of board game reviewers out there. Who know more about games than us and can give a more balanced overview of the games. Um, for us, board games are are such an avenue for, you know, inviting people over, reaching out to people, um, making connections with people. A um, little hard right now, um, but we we look forward to the time when we can host board game nights again.
1: You're referring, of course, to the COVID-19 pandemic, which has British Columbia in almost complete lockdown.
0: Right. Where uh, we can't even have one friend over to play games. Um, but yeah, in regular life, when we you know, have been able to invite people into our homes, board games has been a way for us to, to reach out to people, to, like I said, make, make those connections. So I think... We, that that's kind of where we want to go. Is we want to talk about how to do that and how to do that well.
1: Yeah, well, it gives kind of a a neat avenue for bringing people in, like you said, but also having people intersect.
0: Sure. Yeah we we've definitely had times where we had work friends, you know, overlapping with friends from you know some other facet of our lives. So it is a neat way to bring kind of a sometimes a super random group of people together
1: well and notably do do we get to blame the wedding between one of our friends and my brother on one of our board game nights and <laughs> what do you mean well like oh you know, sure well, when when did they meet i'm yeah, pretty sure it was, it was they it came over for night. a board game night it was a board
0: game night yep yeah we unknowingly set them up at a board game night.
1: (laughs) Unknowingly, unintentionally, (laughs) happily. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, just, I think, I think our goal here is to, to talk about how to, you know, host those times really well and to, to really draw in the people that you've invited over Um, and just to make it an experience that will, you know, they'll look back on and be like, wow, that was a, that was a really fun game night.
1: Right. Well, and I think a a good distinction to make here is we're not the experts on this. You know, this podcast is as much for us wanting to explore these ideas and, and, you know, talk about these things, and then go and try them when once we're able to try them. Right. Um, But yeah, just give us an avenue almost to just bounce our thoughts around to each other, to any listeners we might get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and yeah, in the process of chatting and exploring and, you know, as you said, bouncing these ideas off each other, growing our ability as hosts... Um, and hopefully facilitating that for other people as well.
1: Yeah, so I guess we could say this is not a sharing out of a a wealth of knowledge or experience that we have, but more an intentional journey that we want to make towards doing board games better with people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: For people.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a huge piece is we see board games... Yeah, they're they're fun and they're entertaining, but they they really are an opportunity for us to to reach out to others.
1: Yeah. So, I guess with that in mind, um I guess I just want to outline some of the next few topics that we'll we'll be looking at. Um I think we want to look at because of what this podcast is, we definitely want to look at the lighter weight games, not necessarily party games. Um, although I think we should look at party games. I'm sure.
0: Th- yeah, we'll touch on that. But
1: kind of the, the lightweight, I know gateway games is is often what people call them. I, I know there's some, um, some folks at the Dice Tower are starting to call them welcoming games.
0: Mm-hmm. I like
1: that. Yeah, it fits in really well with what we want to do. So we want to talk about some welcoming games. Uh, We want to talk about games that led, for us, uh, led to falling in love with games. You know, we mentioned Splendor and Chinatown and Smash Up.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it might be interesting to explore, you know, if you do pull out a heavier game, you know, how can you... How can you bridge that to people who might not be quite as into board games? Um, You know, how can you kind of scaffold it or or support them in those heavier games?
1: Right. Well, and especially, I mean, so we we say scaffold it to people like there's only one kind of people, but there's so many different kinds of people. Right, right. So, you know. How, how do you scaffold it for those people? I guess, I guess another topic would be, how do we teach those games right. to so many different kinds of people?
0: Especially if uh, it is a heavier game and the rule book's thick and you have people with uh, maybe a short attention span. Could pose a little <laughs> bit of a challenge there.
1: Right. Well, I think we're going to try and keep this episode a little bit shorter, just as our first episode. So, let's wrap things up for today. Please join us next time as we look at some of our favorite welcoming games.
0: Until next time, this has been Invite to Game Night.
1: Alright, we want to finish off every one of our episodes with, well, it was your idea. Why, why don't you introduce it?
0: Sure. Um, I listen to a podcast called Let's Talk, and at the end of each episode, they take a minute to talk about favorite things, so sometimes it's a favorite book or favorite food, favorite app, so I thought we could adopt that and focus it in on board games, so a favorite thing somehow related to board games. Since we have welcoming games planned for next episode, I thought that we could talk about one or two of our favorite welcoming games
1: yeah um i think i would definitely say for me cult express is up there that's a great one i love how it's it's fast gameplay it's a awesome theme like who wouldn't love the idea of robbing a train in the wild west (laughs) um easy mechanics and you know. You've got serious board gamer who can strategize their heart out, but at the end of the day, if people aren't doing what they think they're going to do, they're going to end up in the corner of the train, punching and kicking thin air. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's always fun. Always, always
1: laughs. Um, The other one that I, I, I really like a class of board games, which is the heavily themed cooperative games. Mm. You know, uh, I, I think Horrified is a fantastic example of this. Uh, but the one we've had success with and the one that we've kind of used as a go-to has been Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. I love yeah. that you get to work together um, as long as you can, you know, not be an alpha gamer. But you work together towards the goal. It starts off easy with the deck building mechanic and kind of grows the game as you go through the boxes. Mm-hmm. It's a theme people can relate to. And it's it's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of success with it.
0: Yeah, I think pretty much everyone we've introduced it to almost instantly was like, "I love this game." <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, totally agree with both of those. I think for me, um, this is not a super well-known game, but uh, Burger Up. We we got it pretty. Oh er- yeah. Yeah, we got it pretty early on into our board gaming journey, so to speak, but it's still a favorite of mine, and we've introduced it to, to quite a number of people, I think. Um, it's it's not highly complex, um, and, I mean, the artwork's super fun, and making burgers is, is a blast, especially when you've got, like, a teriyaki, tofu, chipotle, crazy combo burger. It's really fun to...
1: Oh, is that what your burgers look like? Yeah, mine are all, like, ketchup mustard mayo ketchup mustard mayo oh (laughs) forgot a burger patty but added lettuce
0: (laughs) right well that's part of the fun of it is some of these burgers are absolutely ridiculous and yet somehow you can still win even with terrible (laughs) burgers but a lot of fun
1: thank you for listening Episode 0, Meet and Greet, was recorded on January 30th, 2021 and produced at the same time as These Bags Under My Eyes. If you've enjoyed this episode, we invite you to continue the conversation with us on our Facebook page or Instagram. You can follow us at Invite to Game Night. Join us next time as we kick open the door with Welcoming Games.